remember 9-11 than with a twin tower sale. Right now, you can get any size mattress for a twin price. Full mattress. Twin price. Queen mattress. Twin price. King mattress. Twin price. Store-wide sale all day long. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> <The> world. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like that new intro song? It's pretty sweet. Nice. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, along with the Ginger Jester, one half of the America's, or excuse me, the world's favorite interspecies couple. <laughs> And, of course, there's old Chucky Tater Sex, the uh, human incarnation of the Intel Fly Rule. <laughs> if you're wondering why we changed theme songs, somehow my phone was corrupted by ISIS, and I lost all my sound files, so there will be no more fucking yeah, woo! Or no pussy. Or no... Is that that's salmon? salmon? There will be no more of that, because all that shit is gone, and I'm not going to go back and find it, because I am lazy. Anyway, it's episode 71 of the world's greatest podcast, your favorite podcast, the podcast that your mother masturbates to. I'm really talkative right now. I, <laughs> before we, before I press record, I was barely saying a word. <laughs> I'm turned up to 11 here, folks. What a pro. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on. All nine of our listeners deserve this. Boy... Howdy! It is, of course, nine eleven. As we sit here, we just uh, we just had our nine eleven cake and uh, gave thanks to George W. Bush for saving the world. And um, it's a great song, by the way. It is a great song. You know who wrote that song? I don't know. I did. What? That's right. A lot of the people don't know what? that. Not only am I the prince of podcasting, the um, West Virginia Podcast Association Man of the Year, but I'm also the Sultan of Singer Songwriters. That's from an album that my <laughs> friend John Morgan and I recorded a few years ago called A Greater Fool and uh, received critical acclaim, but hardly anyone listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like uh, this show, minus, yeah. the, minus the critical All part. the things I do, I really, I think are really good. Nobody cares. <laughs> No, my mom doesn't even know that I'm a musician. <laughs> She's barely aware that I have a podcast. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. But anywho, how did you guys like the uh, the uh, 911 cake? It's delicious. It's delicious. It, uh, yeah. Taste it of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, since 911, we've lost so many freedoms. The right to privacy. I like the little uh, candy... Guys falling off the side yeah, of it. Of course, of you, course. You gotta, it's gotta that be was, That was great. I mean, the authenticity was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you could really see the terror in their ass. <laughs> that that after candy we, baker will really, that, that's a pretty specific, uh, after specific we, uh, after thing. We wrap up the uh, podcast. We're going to play the Memorial Jenga game, of course. And that, uh, it'll be a splendid times guaranteed for all. <laughs> We had a night last night, didn't we, Aaron? Yeah, we had a pretty fun time. I didn't get to see, speaking of, I just recently got to see the CM Punk fight, and it wasn't a fight. That was a beating. Well, uh, guy's got big old brass bulbous I'm not talking shit about him. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking shit about him either, but uh, UFC was in a weird spot there, because uh, this guy has drawing power. He's one of the most famous people in the world. He's got like... 
10 million Twitter followers. Yeah. yeah. So if they didn't sign CM Punk and make him go to a camp, like an actual real fight camp that would try to train him to fight. And I'm sure he could whip most people's ass. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Then so small, smaller organization would have signed him and he'd have five fights by now. He's been training for two Mm -hmm. years for this. He'd have five fights by now. Unlimited brain damage. He'd been he'd been fucked up from the floor up. He's been training for five for two years. Yeah. Well, it takes a long time. To I'm master. sure it does. The, I'm not. I'm again. The, I'm not talking shit. The kid that he fought uh, has been, has been training to... since he was eight. You're right. Years old in one way or another. I mean, the kid's like a and brown. He brown really brown wanted to kick his ass. <laughs> he really wanted to beat his ass. And uh, oh, uh, CM Punk is a white belt. White. A white, white belt. <laughs> I'll pronounce but, white, but you know, just watching it, watching it, it did look. Even though CM Punk is 15 years older than the guy, it did look like a man taking on a child. And, I'm not, no, I'm not going to argue with that. It was, it was pretty. I felt bad, for and him. It, you, I actually really did. Feel I bad could, for him. you could see that the the guy, the kid fighting Mickey Gall, was like, man, I this is not fair because uh, he could have just kept pounding his head. Yeah. But he, he hit him just enough to where he would turn over and turtle up, so he could choke him. Yeah, he, that's what it looked like to me. Like he he did a very nice thing by not putting multiple more lumps on his head. I'd hate to have to, you know, the MMA movement when it's not some idiot wearing you know tap out stuff. And don't you love those guys? How old are you? I'm forty. I started training <laughs> MMA. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, I've always said if if. The only reason you should ever be wearing tap out gear is if you can you've actually tapped somebody out, right? And and you're on your way to a, a cage, and Bruce Buffer is in the middle of it screaming your name, right? That's the only <laughs> reason. <laughs> well, and different from affliction stuff, which you should just never wear. Period. I can agree with that. If you have bedazzled jeans <laughs> and a sh- and a t shirt that's eight sizes too small, just kill yourself. <laughs> And a barbed wire tattoo around your arm. <laughs> and you're wearing, and your hair is frosted, but you're wearing a bandana anyway, and you're wearing sunglasses on top of it, and you've got a goatee, <laughs> and you've got a skull ring. Is this like a new bit you're working <laughs> on? Like, it's sort of like a derivative of might be a redneck. <laughs> Perhaps. It doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Punk. He said he's going to fight again. I doubt it'll be in the UFC. I don't know that they can do that again. I don't know. Well, they can in good conscience put him through that again. I don't. Well, well, he wants. Who to. am I talking about? Dana White. Conscience. <laughs> he, he wants to do it again. He wants to, but yeah. I just can't see them. I had, just like it. somebody put on Facebook afterwards. I knew he was going to lose, but you know they said, "Well, you know, hats off to him. He tried, and people will talk shit." And I don't believe in talking shit about him. He did work at it, and he tried. There, are, there, are and they few were people who fail because fewer people try. You know, he really tried. So, and they they weren't going to let him fight unless he went to a legit right camp, and he went to one of the best ones yeah. with that has champions in it. Mm-hmm. And he trained, and they felt the the camp felt that he was ready to take on a fight. And, wrong. Well, he was he was ready. He no, that kid was good. This wasn't one of those things where they set up a a chump. Yeah, they could have set up a chump. But the UFC doesn't fuck around like that. James Tony said, "Hey, I want to try MMA." Okay, great, James Tony. You are a world boxing champion. We don't even have to fuck around with this. You can come right in and fight right away. Here's Randy Couture. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which was awesome, by the yeah, way. Randy Couture, Randy Couture ripped the fucking just apart. beat the fuck out of him, and, that's, and, and I think James, he and he's a fucking. He always was a fucking asshole. I never liked that motherfucker anyway. But yeah, they they weren't going to give him some fucking schmo powder puff. That I mean, even though this kid had only had two pro fights, but he had I don't he know put how on many, a fucking clinic. I mean, I don't know how many just, amateur. He's fights like, he's this had. is how you beat somebody. <coughs> boom, 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 wham, 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 done. 24 yeah. And, and that, 24. That, that game plan That CM Punk had I don't know <laughs> well, See what I'm going to do boss Is I'm going to run right at him with, with my chin in the air And I'm going to throw this overhand Right hook What if he dives in for a double leg He'll never dive in for a double leg And what does he do Dive in for a double leg A yeah. pretty good one too Took him right down Put him on his biznack <laughs> And started smacking him around like, Started beating him Like he stole something Started beating him Like a, it was a woman In a 1940s movie <laughs> He had to put on his Fucking Oh god I lost it <laughs> it, it'll come back Had so, to put on his Marlon Brando mask so That's why I try never to start it And ask, <laughs> Tell CM Punk to put on his Vivian Lee mask <laughs> Streetcar Did you sleep with my brother C? <laughs> yeah it was Blanche um, Blanche God bless the guy Or whoever Allah Whatever Bless yeah, him yeah. Who cares But um, he gave a nice little speech afterwards CM Punk did? Yeah he gave Good nice, for him and yeah, you know, again, we joke and everything. Inspirational, inspirational. Yeah. The guys, the guys the, for all everything I know about him, seems like a pretty awesome dude. Yeah, and that's not to say you can't succeed in something. There's a, there's a guy, and there's a, there's a book written about it called The Freshman. And uh, well, he can't be held responsible. <laughs> he fell in love in the oh, first okay, place. <laughs> <laughs> for the life of me, I cannot remember. <laughs> what made us think we were wise and would never compromise. <laughs> What one made us ever think we would die for these sins? We carried that one too far. But anyway. We were merely freshmen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, this guy went to the military. and um, I'm really going to miss the soundboard um, just for the random times I can pull up Chuck saying white girl with with a... in word <laughs> That was a good one A black guy I didn't protect myself With that one <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Um The uh Fuck what, what were we talking about The freshman The, the, the fucking No the guy He was He went He went to the military He was like Career military Retired from it Went back to college And at 40 some Started playing College football Linebacker And he was actually Pretty good Is this the guy That was went to South Carolina I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy. It was just a few years ago. Yeah, he was tough, too. He's, he was a good ball player. He didn't have the quickness or probably the sheer athletic power of some of those guys. Probably had to sit in the ice bath a little bit longer than the <laughs> other guy. <laughs> he lived in the fucking ice bath. <laughs> and somebody tells you that, you know, like I've picked up, you know, I've really picked up powerlifting recently. Like, you know, I've started doing high lie. <laughs> It's most dangerous sport. Yeah, you can get killed by that fucking ball. <laughs> man. Aaron's recently started javelin catching. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy that catches it. No, <laughs> throws it back. Aaron has been sneaking away on Saturdays <laughs> to be the ball boy for the Florida State the Seminoles. Seminoles. If you don't believe me, get online right now. Google look up search. Big Red Ball Boy. <laughs> it'll probably show you something you don't want to see, <laughs> but then it'll also show you Aaron <laughs> racing down the sidelines as. One of those guys goes in for a touchdown. 
<laughs> Much slower, by the way. <laughs> he's forty yards behind the. Play. He's not keeping pace. But he, he, he had a, he had an eighty yard eighty yard start on him. The guy beat him at the two. What he lacks in speed, <laughs> he makes up for in enthusiasm. Yes, he does. He's very enthusiastic, you guys. <laughs> Boy, I feel betrayed though. <laughs> Shocked and appalled. Chappalled, I am. <laughs> the Chappal show. Oh God, we are off the rails. This is what happens whenever we lose the soundboard. <coughs> there's no net, sir. There's no net. <laughs> um, yeah, the the guy. That's great that he he fought in the UFC. He can say that now, and um, hopefully they don't let him do it again, unless. I mean, you can't you can't just bring in a, some. And I can't stand people, can. and especially it's going to be the wrestling nerds who talk shit. You know, they're going to say something. Oh, this and this. I was like, well, buddy, what what would you do? Let's put you in that fucking ring after eating Funyuns and drinking RC your whole fucking life, and throw you in that ring and see how you fucking do. You know what I mean? Guys, really worked at it. He worked real hard and really worked to become a wrestler as well. And you know, if for people to shit on him is the fucking worst. I mean, that's. The uh, nobody was expecting him to win. There were people no. that were. Hope- I hope that he did well. I was like, yeah, I don't want him to go out there and just get embarrassed. Yeah, but uh, some of the wrestling fans uh, took a took a umbrage <laughs> took umbrage to Rogan because as soon as he got taken down, the guy just started thwapping him, and I saw a comment. And he got he got in zero offense, and the guy shot took him down, and then Rogan just started burying him, saying he was getting mauled. No, Rogan was explaining precisely, <laughs> directly, and to the point what was going on in that fight. This he is was not getting mauled. He wasn't. He not- wasn't just making things up. He's got a unicorn horn, and he's gonna he's gonna fuck him. In the- he wasn't making things up. That is this what is was not happening. an opinion. He would have. He would have. If the if he was fighting a bear, the fight would have went the same. All right. It's just that's that's how it looks. I actually think he would have lasted longer around a bear. <laughs> bear would have been like checking shit out. <laughs> Sitting on his hind legs sniffing the popcorn. <laughs> oh, okay. He looked like that kid that fell in the fucking uh, gorilla enclosure with the with our beloved Harambe. <laughs> I like to see dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> What's the era we were talking about that the pet bear? You guys be sitting there watching TV. <laughs> Sharing out of the bowl of chips, he's hooking a big old fucking pawful. <laughs> we shouldn't just talk about that fight. There was a few other fights. Uh, fucking uh, Stipe Miocic God from damn. Cleveland defended his title against Alistair. Beautifully, Obrey. beautifully beat Alistair <laughs> Overeem. Yeah, Alistair had him on the rails. Oh God, dude. he uh, Alistair's tough. Oh, me? he's amazing. He's he's been fighting better than ever lately, and mm-hmm. he, he cracked him one good one early in the first round, and it rocked. Uh, it rocked uh, Stipe and. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then he got him. As they went down, he got him in a uh, in a uh, fucking guillotine, and somehow Stipe escaped it. And then Stipe just took control. He was like, oh, "You know what? I'm going to beat this motherfucker's ass, making me look bad in front of my home crowd." And uh, this was in Cleveland again. Yeah, mm. he got to fight in front of the hometown crowd. Nice. That's going to be great. Knocked him out. Knocked pretty hard. Straight out. Did he? Uh, he had him on his back. And uh, I mean, just pistons, man. I mean, like just yeah, so there was, much. There was no <laughs> wasted movement. That's yeah, gonna be fucking wasted movement. <laughs> knowing this being that guy, knowing there's a problem. Here it comes. 
And you're trying to block it, and it's just not doing any good because whenever you block it, it knocks your own hand into your head. <laughs> Ham and eggers. And the fucking after the, the he uh, Rogan did the post fight interview with uh, Steep A, and it was all jolly and happy, fun, and I love my wife, and I'm the champ, and look at my dick. And uh, <laughs> then he goes over to Overeem, and Overeem said, "You know, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Steep A, but when I had him in that rear naked choke, he, I felt like he clearly tapped, and and uh, the referee didn't p- pull me off of him." So I, I just wish the fight would have went different because I think he tapped. And Rogan's like, oh, really? Uh, let's pull up the replay. <laughs> <laughs> so Overeem was being a cunt. Watched it from two different angles. He wasn't being a cunt. He, he was suffering brain damage. And he probably <laughs> did think that he, got, that he felt a tap. So Rogan said af- afterwards, he's like, I don't really like interviewing people after they get knocked out like that. So I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. And he got knocked out hard. Now, who was the other one that... That made a claim. Uh, was it Verdum and yeah, what did Travis I, Brown? What? No, uh, somebody else made a claim like uh, like an off the wall. I know Mickey Gall called out uh, Sage Northcutt. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I don't remember any other claim. I thought I, I thought I remember. But yeah, he showed he showed over him the replay. And he was just befuddled that he didn't see him tap. He was like, "But I felt him tap. I don't understand." Like, sweetie, go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hit hard. <laughs> Go yeah. take a nap. So ho- hopefully they don't. It is kind of awkward whenever they're interviewing somebody that just got his conscience taken from him. Yeah, and he's awake. Just wakes up. He just realizes what's sort of realizes what's going on. Obviously, has a different uh, memory of what happened before. <laughs> well, it's like when they some guy gets knocked out, and then they're trying to help him, and he attacks the guy he's trying yeah. to help him because oh he, shit! He starts trying to get a hill. I hook lost on the time. Ref. Yeah, <laughs> Big John McCarthy's got to defend a hill hook when he's trying to rake up a fight. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Let's get it on. Hey, <laughs> got to see uh, little old uh, ref Gary. Uh, what, yeah, Gary little. Copeland. Gary Copeland. Mini, mini Brock. He's like five two, four hundred pounds, oh, all he? muscle. <laughs> He looks just exactly like Brock Just shrunk yeah, Honey I shrunk the Brock yeah. <laughs> I sense a sitcom Yeah, but yeah he Tackles the cat He refereed uh, in Charleston <laughs> The first time uh, They had an MMA event In Charleston And, and like I tried to start a chant For the ref Because I recognize him From TV like Gary Who <laughs> Go f- Speaking of concerts, concerts. Here's something that will nobody excite. mentioned a concert. <laughs> what? What a crazy segue. Speaking of live shows. <laughs> speaking of live shows. <laughs> speaking of events. <laughs> speaking of talking about things. <laughs> um, uh, none of us went got got to go to the Kiss show last night. I mean, there was a Kiss show. <laughs> and Huntington. Who fucking cares? How come nobody told me about that? <laughs> because nobody gives a shit. I would have loved to have been invited so I could say no. <laughs> Well, apparently they're big patriots now. They're uh, they're wearing like red, white, and red, white, and blue face paint. I mean, I'm all for the patriotism. I mean, I'm not against patriotism, but it's just it's just Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons riding another fucking gravy train. They don't give a fuck about anything except money. They really don't. Absolutely not. And why would you? I mean, Gene Simmons is the worst. They had kiss caskets for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's not a joke. They really fucking did. Oh, what a piece of shit. I know, like, dude. They, they're the ones that started the whole merchandising. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there was Beatles shit, too, back in the day, and there was all kinds of But shit. nothing like that, where it's just, literally, Kiss at one point could take you from the cradle to the grave. They had fucking Kiss cradles <laughs> and Kiss fucking onesies. You're not allowed to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> where are we on the Batman onesie, by the way? Uh, yeah, what onesie gate? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I still want one. <laughs> That's about as far as it's That's gone. That's as far as it's gone. <laughs> There's no discussions. You've no, you've made no inroads. Nah. <laughs> you know what you should do? Go to your job, like after hours, buy the onesie, and just sit around on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that way you get it out of your system. You come home for fresh and happy. Yeah, there's some pretty weird Kiss merch here I'm looking at. You got your uh, the Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. Of course, you got your bags, your pinball machine, T-shirts, of course, lunch pails, Kiss, Mr. Potato Heads, <laughs> Barbies. Here's my favorite, Kiss Mount Rushmore, Mount Kissmore. Anybody? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is this world? Coming? And it's got, and there's actually a, a little known thing that if you press the back of that uh, behind Gene or Paul, they both say... And Peter, Chris, and Ace Frehley aren't getting a fucking dime for this. <laughs> Clever. Uh, <laughs> kiss you. Bez dispensers, kiss toilet seat covers. Um, I would shit right on that. Wine. Kiss wine. Yeah. Uh, a goblet. Lava lamps. <laughs> a goblet. <laughs> this is just in. There's the casket, some bitch. A stool. <laughs> kiss baseballs. Sunglasses that look like they're uh, one of their faithful. <laughs> beanie babies. There's kiss beanie babies. Yeah. Let me see that. <laughs> are, are the, those are uh, what? Hello Kitty. Hello Kissy. <laughs> I think there was That's beanie babies okay. up here. It's the worst. They're the worst. I don't like them at all, and I hope they all die on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss rubber ducky? Like, what? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean, if we can sell it, we're going to put our goddamn logo on it. Fuck it. And again, Gene and Paul literally wipe their ass with $10 bills. Literally? Do they literally do <laughs> They do that. that. Charlie. <laughs> they do that. Charlie. I've seen it. Charlie. We'll start calling them Charlie. They, they light their, they light their, uh, their menorahs with $50 bills. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a kiss dreidel. Look that up. Oh, we need to. We need that. I do need to look that up. Actually, <laughs> kiss dreidel. How do you spell dreidel? D r e d i l. D r e i. D r e i d e l. I think dreidel. Hmm. Mm, I'm not seeing anything. Damn. They make Hershey kiss dreidels. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Let's count it. <laughs> No, can you think of another band? I mean, speaking of bands that paint their face, I mean, how do you? Here's here's the difference. I like the Misfits. I always did. Glenn Danzig has recently reteamed with the Misfits, and they're playing again. That's neat. It's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know any other songs. I don't think. But I know who they are. I know, yeah, I know they had. Didn't, aren't they the ones that put their hair down in their face? Yeah, Devil Lock and all that shit. Yeah, it's really dumb. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> but they did it with kind of a. An irony, you know what I mean? The tongue in cheek. Very tongue in cheek. Kiss does theirs in earnest. 
and they're just it's so fucking annoying like especially when paul stanley gets over and does his choreography with a chair and shit it's the worst fucking thing i've ever <laughs> he, seen in my he, life he pulls the chain in the water <laughs> he, he's dude, a maniac. he would really do that <laughs> i guarantee you he would do that <laughs> there's a kiss cuckoo clock <laughs> what a world <laughs> Kiss hands-free device. <laughs> <laughs> Step on the Kiss plane, and we can uh, run over to Kiss Land. Gene Simmons is an avowed uh, Donald Trump supporter. I'm sure he is. It makes sense. It only mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Me either. I'm also not a Gene Simmons supporter. Me either. I think Gene Simmons is uh, pretty gross. I think he's a pretty lump shitty. of shit. Actually, a lump of shit. Yeah. What has he done to you personally, Charles? Show me on me where he touched it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, his his rank arrogance, the fact that he's uh, one of the worst musicians to ever succeed in music. He's, I don't know that he's a bad musician. I don't know. I don't. He probably is. It they're not like good. Probably. I mean, you ask anybody, they're not good. Aaron, are they good musicians? I mean, they're kind of hits, man. <laughs> <laughs> better than me. <laughs> ask a hobo downtown at Charleston. <laughs> what would he do? Oh, they suck. Okay, twenty-five cents, good sir. Um, well, see, the thing I like about them is they want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> it's party every day. It's part of every day. Party every day. It's part of every day. Just want to rock and roll. Just a little bit of it, not all of it. I don't want to put on put in a full eight hour shift. <laughs> they they've had some. Um, they've had really bad albums. Like they had. Uh, Have you listened to these albums? Yes. I went to I went to Golly Bridge High School. You think I didn't listen to Kiss music wall to wall? Everybody listened to that shit. I've heard most of it. I never listened to it. You didn't go to Gallipoli High School. Yeah, but I grew up in Dixie. Fair enough. <laughs> but you weren't exposed to it like I was. I mean, and I'm not talking that all kids fans are bad. They're not bad. I mean, they're my friends. We just happen to differ on this point. They had a fucking disco album for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dynasty. They had a fucking album where it was folk music. Right. Music from nothing, the Elder. One of the worst that. fucking things ever visited on the American public. The Kiss Disco sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested. Well, if you want to listen to a Kiss Disco song, type up I Was Made For Loving You. You mean this gem? That's the one. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) This video is very interesting. This is bad. That's just that's not that bad. It's complete shit. I mean, not the song so much. Dude, they can write a good song. (laughs) I want to give it all to you. So furry. (laughs) Take that vest off. Not wearing a vest. I can't believe they dressed up like this. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Like I mean, we're gonna start well, a rock band. We're, car- we're, we're gonna write songs. We're gonna play rock songs. Like I'm sure it was. She was like, "What if we dress up like aliens, cats, and monsters?" <laughs> And you sound like a cross between Gene Simmons fucking... It'll make the show that much better, you see. <laughs> and I got this Jackie really long Mason. Tub. 
Um, yeah, this isn't a terrible song. No, and they, they've had some good songs. There's Rock and Roll Night is an anthem. That, everybody likes that song. I like that song. Um, I love it loud. I like that song. That was on um, Dynasty. I think the name of the album was. This is the, the disco song? The album? No, wait. Destroyer. It was on Destroyer. Um, Lick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Punch up that video. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> We've discussed it at length. <laughs> Get your gag reflex ready because you're really going to fucking beat it. Because they're sweaty in that one, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Gene Simmons has a big barrel chest with those tiny little arms. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a potato walking down the street. Um, then there's... You know, and that's the, the odd thing about it was they look like they would be a heavy metal group or something like that. And they're not heavy. Like they ne- were never. They they released an album after they took the makeup off called Revenge, which was at, which markedly markedly heavier. Actually, had a couple good songs. One of them was called Unholy, which is not a bad song. Type that one up. See what you think about Unholy. that. Unholy. Unholy. There was. Is this their attempt at being metal? Yes. I can tell you right now, I hate it. They actually had a good guitarist in the group at this point, named Bruce Kulick. Bruce Kulick was a very good guitar player. I think Eric Singer was a drummer at this point, or maybe it was Eric. It was Eric Singer. I was like, yeah, Eric Singer. This is like a different guy singing for him now, right? No, that's Gene Simmons. That's Gene, isn't it? Okay. I love how they try to look tough with their teased hair. Yeah. <laughs> look at Paul. Paul's wearing Is this figure. 90s or 80s? 90s. Was everybody just like, okay, guys, just, just fucking stop? <laughs> no, they actually, that album actually fucking sold. Everybody loved it. Well, I, 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 I disagree. I mean, I, I disagree with the entire premise. <laughs> <laughs> On the front cover, they're all wearing leather, looking at the camera real tough. <laughs> Look how tough we are. Hey, can I get a. Something to accentuate my dome. <laughs> my schmeckle. <laughs> my schwanz doesn't look so good. <laughs> I'd like to. That'd be a great thing to spend Hanukkah with Jews that are not part of the mold. Kiss, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I think I heard a history teacher say, and I quote, if Poland had been filled with Jews like that in 1939, we wouldn't have had a problem out of Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Bill Goldberg? Yes. Who said that? Fucking history teacher. I can't remember. That's the person's name? Yeah. History History teacher teacher Jones. (laughs) His parents had plans. (laughs) Um. He would Talk be. about Manifest Destiny Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Okay I think our, our listener Has heard enough Of this garbage Yeah it's pretty bad um, But then there was You know Ironically A couple of their Biggest hits Weren't Gene and Paul uh, Beth is Peter Chris, And he wrote that song And sings it And it's a fucking Monster hit <coughs> Got zero money from it Like they fucking That's one of the reasons I don't like the band Because I know how slimy Gene and Paul are They're slimy fuckers And they If he wrote the song How do you end up Not getting any of the Because rights? they made them Sign contracts 
They made him sign contracts, him and Ace Freely both. Why do you think it was such an on-again, off-again thing where they fucking despised each other? It's because Peter Chris and Ace Freely got lured back at least three times, probably with promises, yeah, we're going to make it right, everything's right. And then they got him back, made a pile of more money, and said, go fuck yourselves, fucking there's the door. And they were like, what the fuck again? You know, so... I can't tour with my own merits here. <laughs> you probably wouldn't, wouldn't even You think Freely's comet has taken off? We're not getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> Freely's comment was that real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so incredible. <laughs> That's my favorite side project game ever. <laughs> then um, better than Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> um, there's is, Kiss is just that group where they're they are every bad stereotype about the music business. There's two guys in charge. Except for usually it's the, it's the artists that are all getting screwed over by the big companies. That's that, true, but I'm saying that you know usually it's like just a couple of guys. Like, I use the term artist loosely when I'm referring to Kiss. <laughs> I mean, it could not. It's if so you mean loose. if you mean like sticking your finger in your asshole and painting the wall with shit as an artist. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Well, I mean, we can call anything art. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean. I mean, some you can actually say, "Wow, that shit painting over there is really intricate," but it's still shit. <laughs> See how he used the different color? He used baby shit for the for the trees. <laughs> he fed his dog like <laughs> bran flakes so he could get that nice heavy brown in there. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a deep brown. <laughs> Turn on the fan; it really stinks. In what here. would the name of that artist installation be? Shades of brown. <laughs> Somebody's done that, you know. I'm that. sure. Yeah, well, there's people have made paintings out of their period blood, and I mean, wasn't there like a uh, an elephant shit thing? And there was, I think. Yeah, yeah. God did like a painting out of ele- elephant. Shit. Well, elephant shit's a little bit different because they're uh, herbivores. And their shit is clean. You could literally eat their shit and, yeah. and only eat their shit and have a better diet than the average American. <laughs> Speaking of foods, <laughs> <laughs> there was. As everyone knows, I work in the restaurant biz. And everybody knows that you love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a laugh a minute. Um, barrel of monkeys. That's, that's actually be, what we put not, in the sausage. Let's not be racist. That's actually what we put in the sausage. Barrel of monkeys. Huh. <laughs> Cheaper than pork. Absolutely. I mean, it's all ex-circus monkeys. You know, the ones who smoked and yeah. you know, ripped somebody's face off. And they say, Fuck that guy. Put them out, you know. So they just grind them up and they put them in a barrel and they send them to us. We'll serve them at the carnival. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, it tastes like anguish. That's what it really tastes like. And um, <laughs> anguish sausage sandwich. <laughs> um, but there's a guy, and we were discussing this a minute ago. Guy comes to drive through the other day, and he's a fucking waffle stomping mouth breather. Evidenced by the fact that, oi, oi, said that. He's a waffle breathing mouth stomper. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Did I say that? No. I okay. <laughs> but he he said, Hey, I want two hot dogs. Make sure ain't no mayo on my hot dog. <laughs> and he said it three times just like that. So hey, help me God. Hey, make sure there ain't no mayo on my hot dog. Until the woman repeated it back to him. Uh, yeah, we got it. No mayo on. Hey, by the way, guys, no mayo on the hot dog. <laughs> she gets a bullhorn. <laughs> oh, we want no mayo on the hot dogs. No mayo. <laughs> so, my- as, as opposed to normal, <laughs> where we would slather it, we would boil it in mayo. <laughs> Grill it in mayo. Um, 
So our my friend and yours, friend of the show, Addison Davila, <laughs> says, I'm going to fix this fucking guy. He loads him down with the fixings. And then at the end, he slathers fucking mail over both of them, puts him in a box and says, fuck that guy. Puts it up in the window, walks off and smokes a cigarette. He was my hero for that day. <laughs> there goes my hero. That was playing as he left the kitchen. <laughs> and he stood up on a stool. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> fucking badass. Fucking badass. <laughs> Fuck you, lady. <laughs> Fucking badass. <laughs> no, that's that's the thing about cooks. We are the surliest because once you deal with enough people in the restaurant business, it makes you surly. And you know, you wonder why I have an anger problem. I would lay eighty percent, forty percent at the uh, restaurant business's door. I mean, that really makes you hate people and the world after a while, because that's the true separator of people. I don't care if your motherfucking Teresa and build. Motherfucking Teresa (laughs) (laughs) And building And and make bricks For baby hospitals If you go to a restaurant And run your server to death And talk to him like shit And don't tip him anything You're a piece of shit No matter what No matter what Because that's who you are Deep down Because that person That server is completely At your mercy If you're an asshole And talk shit to people And are an asshole At your job And you come in And you tip big And you're nice to your waitress And stuff Deep down inside You're a good person Because you know You just hate where you work Exactly it's like the asshole who uh, went to the restaurant, tipped the waitress 1% because he was one of the 1%, <laughs> made sure she knew it, <laughs> and on the bottom of the check wrote, why don't you get, so, get yourself a real job? And she, and apparently this guy's an asshole and didn't know, and an idiot, and didn't know that we now have cameras with phones in them. I mean, phones with cameras in them. Either or. What a world. She, she, she snapped a puck, fucking picture of it, put it on Facebook. That guy got so many death threats. Well, that's rude to, to, do, to put his name out there. Mm, fuck probably, him. probably his credit card number and everything. Oh, she blocked that out. She wasn't getting sued for it. I'd block out his name, too, because she'd probably get sued for that. No. She, did, he, she didn't do anything wrong with that. Guy's a fucking asshole. This is what this guy did. I'm not revealing anything else about him. That's fact. That is not opinion. This is what he did. There's no. There's neither slander nor libel in that. This is how much of an asshole this guy is. Boom. There you go, everybody. Now you fucking know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's lovely. That's a beautiful thing. I love when they do that shit to people. Because some people don't understand that they can do this and will do this. Happened to a preacher in Georgia or something. He would come in every Sunday with his parishioners, talk to the waitress like a dog, run her around, leave her nothing. Leave her a fucking prayer book and shit in it. One time she would send him a message back saying, Sir, um, I appreciate the prayer book and all, but I do this on tips. You guys were in this restaurant for three hours. I only had you as a table. I need that money. I need you to tip me when you have a $400 bill. <laughs> He basically told her that her job didn't mean anything, again, like all those people do. She made it public, put it on Facebook. That motherfucker scrambled like a crab trying to get out of the fucking way of all this fallback from this shit. People were like, wow, what a fucking asshole. And you know what? Good for her. Fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. I try to at least uh, give them a, a, a silver dollar yeah. whenever I go to a restaurant. Or two. Maybe two. Silver dollar. <laughs> 50 cent piece. Maybe take them out back and jerk them off or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, something. Something. For the effort. Speaking of eating. Hey, uh, Lama. (laughs) We, uh, Aaron and I decided to ruin our day early. Awesome. Awesome. Went to the Shoney's breakfast buffet. And it's not only breakfast. 
it's got the whole works. You get <laughs> you get lunch, you get dinner, and we did. Oh, yeah. Boy, howdy, did we! <laughs> I've, I feel like I've got a fucking. <laughs> I feel like I've got a baby sloth, like from the Goonies, yeah, inside me, ready to come out. <laughs> Just kicking around in my gut. Punch out your gut. Hey, you guys! <laughs> I, I brought a French hurt. toast stick. It's 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 uh, Shoney's is always okay. That's the they're the okayest restaurant. Yeah, yeah they you, are the Pillow Fort Radio of restaurants. <laughs> hey, we're not that good. <laughs> what are you talking about? Our eggs are always undercooked. <laughs> I love this—the big pile of scrambled eggs in the in the vat. It's all liquid. It's made out of power powder. <laughs> no, it's liquid. It's liquid. It comes in a carton. They dump it on the grill and swirl it around. It's, mm. it's not good, but it's not bad. It's, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Just throw some of that canned gravy on top of it. <laughs> okay, stuff there. It's fine. Yeah. I would like. I would love for them to go to that ad campaign. Come into Shoney's. It's okay. <laughs> Just have a girl stand there with a wife with a fucking <coughs> menu. Sunday at Shoney's. It's not bad. It's not good. But it's not bad. Um, we were seated next to a bunch of classy folks. Whenever you get the the bar, you get a great deal because uh, you can get a a four ounce sirloin for a dollar ninety nine extra. <laughs> what would what did the guy like? The, they, the lady brings it. The out guy though. ordered it. He was feeling big. So he ordered it, and the lady brought it out to him. What? What? What was that? <laughs> He's sitting like? there in his sleeveless shirt and his gold chain. His <laughs> wife, sixty tits hanging out. Oh, tits! Oh. Tits, tits akimbo. Yeah, that's awesome. Big, <laughs> magnificent boobs. He looks at her. She goes. She sets it down. She goes. Now cut it in half, and you know, cut it and make sure it's. Now this thing is well. a quarter of an inch thick. <laughs> he cuts it. and He's like, ah, it's a little underdone. Don't worry about taking them back. I would just go ahead and eat it. <laughs> I would have liked that, sir. I would have hit. I would have liked to had him him get the server, the waitress that worked the closing shift the night before, and that, that was a double, and had to come in open that day and wait on this fucking guy, and just had the biggest cutting remark ever. On top of that, just <laughs> like you're a trooper, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Well, and then we're sitting there eating, and they have like you know, like they have like the roast beef just sitting in the gravy cooking, oh yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Well, of course, I had like three servings of that, and uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there eating my last, and uh, and of course I've got some too because I saw him. I was like, oh fuck, I want some. That's the best part of the buffet. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> and, well, the waitress comes up to us. The waitress has been taking care of us all morning. She goes, Tabitha, she's a good shit. Oh, Tabitha, <laughs> she's a good shit. She don't bust her jobs too much. <laughs> She's like, what are you eating there, prime rib? I was like, I, don't, I, I, I think it's roast beef. What went through my brain is like, when in the name of fuck has Shoney's ever had prime rib? You guys come back on Tuesday for the prime rib of the lobster buffet. <laughs> I'm never eating lobster here. Well, then she darts off. So I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I it's, think un, it's, it's underdone. I th- he's like, I think it's roast beef, and she's like, oh, I'll have to go look. Like somehow we stole the, one of those precious four ounce sirloins. <laughs> this, this, these were obviously just <laughs> shitty ribeyes. Yeah, just shitty ribeyes that gravy. they cooked yeah. in gravy that they made, and they put potatoes and carrots around it to make it look like roast beef. Well, there you go. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't delicious by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it was good enough. Sodium for two hungover plenty. fat guys who. <laughs> Who just wanted to stuff as much things down their belly and then come home and watch pro wrestlers versus zombies? 
hey, how can we kill our soul today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love Shoney's because we can go there and we can get eggs, gravy, bacon, sausage, biscuits, fried chicken, <laughs> mashed, potatoes, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans. It reminds me of green Cotton beans. Hill on King of the Hill. I see bacon. I see sink. Where the hell's my sausage? <laughs> <laughs> so good. But before uh, before we went there, uh, me and Aaron went to Walmart so I could get some groceries. And uh, I taught Aaron a lesson in how to deal with uh, solicitors at the front of stores. I'm all over this one. What is it? <laughs> you pretend as though they don't exist and walk by and eyes straight. Ghost them. You completely ghost them. And they're they're left there like, do I exist? Am I not real? <laughs> These little eight year old kids. What? <laughs> <laughs> out there. Fuck those motherfuckers! <laughs> like Dutch just walks right past them, and, I, and I'm like, buddy, I don't carry cash. <laughs> <laughs> just oh walk God. right past. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opposite end of the spectrum for, <laughs> for human beings. <laughs> Now it's don't give a fuck. Oh no, I, kind. I, I just pretend as though they don't exist. Why would I? It's one thing if you got your little table set up over to the side, and I can choose to go over and see what the fuck's up. Right. I, I see a little bitch over there with some cookies. I might go over there and say, "Hey, what's up? Can I get some Samoas or some shit?" <laughs> he really says it like that. <laughs> no. The fuck. Is but if you're gonna fucking jump in front of me and scream shit at me, I'm going to walk over top of you. I don't care who you are. I don't care that your dad's standing over there. I will beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> and then I will and then I will look at you and say, look at what you did. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> so uh, Dutch is checking out and I'm just walking around, you know, just, you know, being me, wondering. And I, I hear the lady ask him. Uh, she asked me if I wanted to donate uh, to the Ch- Children's Miracle Network. And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> she just gives him a have a nice day. And I, I'm like, Dutch, did you just say absolutely not in that fashion? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that was nice. <laughs> I loved. That. I love that. It's not like absolutely I, not. It's not like I took her head and rammed it into the fucking castor. I just said absolutely not. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I don't know that where that. I don't know that they actually get that money. So why would I donate to it? I don't know that I believe Walmart. Well, there's one sound effect that we'll still have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe them either. I think that they're pretty slimy fuckers and, you know. Yeah. I I mean, that's just, they're, (laughs) it's like this. You're trying to hit, (laughs) it all goes back to the South Park episode where Randy Marsh (laughs) is staying in line and they ask if he wants a dollar to to the starving children. And he says, no. And so the guy's polite, but then punches up a thing and everybody behind him knows. <laughs> All right, $27.50, no dollar for the starving kids. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy keeps giving. He said, oh, that whole dollar might help him. <laughs> so the more he gives, the more he shits on him. He and Randy Marsh, he has to take everything to the extreme. <laughs> so, you know, that's... Putting you on the spot like that's weird. I give when I can, yeah. but if I don't have it, I don't have it. So, yeah. And also, I hate the things where they, they hey, do you want to sign this and put it up in the window? Why? Is that going to make the fucking dollar any more valuable? 
Charity, the best charity is anonymous. If Bill Gates didn't have to to announce the fucking Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, he wouldn't. And I got to tell you what, he doesn't really advertise it that much either. He just lets people know so they can give to it. You know what I mean? I can't stand people. It's like when Philip Morris got in fucking trouble for killing all their fucking customers. So they had these commercials with uh, Mimi Rogers fucking narrating him. I don't know how they pulled her out of the fucking mothballs. <laughs> said, Philip Morris is helping with the flood relief and all this shit. I was like, yeah, maybe they can make up for all these people they killed this month. You know, it's, you know. <laughs> well, in Philip Morris's defense, they didn't uh, force anybody to start smoking. That's whenever, true. Whenever they were 13 That's, years old. I know. Thus getting I, them hooked. <laughs> I understand. I get that part of it. But then going off and announcing it, like, and making commercials and spending millions of dollars on the commercials. Commercial. Well, do you do you remember the uh, uh, in gas stations they have the racks of cigarettes right in front of the fucking cash register? Yeah, those were meant to steal for kids to steal and then get hooked and then start buying them as they got older. That's real. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what? We did. <laughs> <laughs> what about when they made candy cigarettes? Wasn't that a lovely see, thing? I, see, I never did. I just took them out again and just ate them. Ate like him. A, yeah. <laughs> ate him just, Aaron just ripped the pack off and ate the handful. <laughs> <laughs> I love chalk. <laughs> I love those things. <laughs> They're fucking terrible. They're delicious. They tasted like the Lick'em Sticks and the Lick'em Aid. Remember? Yeah, that? I love Lick'em Sticks. Ground up sweet tarts. Oh, man, it's good. <laughs> the candies we had when we were kids were pretty amazing. Ring pops. Ring pops were great. Remember the big mouth pops that were almost like a cue ball? If you got it all the way in your mouth, you couldn't get it out. No. You don't remember those? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that hand gesture that you just made. <laughs> it's a powerful jerk motion. I used to, I literally got one stuck in my mouth one time and couldn't yeah, get did. it past my teeth. <laughs> so I had to kind of like chew on it and work it out and finally just kind of bite it and break it to get it out. <laughs> you, my mom looked at it. That seems like a rather dangerous candy. I was like, yeah. Do you, do you remember kids carrying around the big jawbreakers just in a bag and just breaking it out and licking it? <laughs> and just putting it back in the bag and in the pocket. So no. Stupid. They, they, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I guess that was a late night. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the strip of candies that was like just sugar dots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were, those were meant to look like something. acid. <laughs> yeah. They were meant to look like blotter acid. <laughs> I remember uh, Willy Wonka, the company, they went pretty hard in the 80s. They had like 80 different kinds of fucking candy. And then they eliminated ones all everybody liked. They kept nerds, of course. You can't get rid of nerds. stoppers. Gobstoppers suck. There was no, another. Like no. Gobstoppers. See, that was like one of the few candies I was allowed to have in my school. So I'd really enjoy Gobstoppers. Okay. Gobstoppers are okay, but they had another jawbreaker called Dinosaur Eggs. Remember those? No. I remember those. They were way better. They were good. They didn't break your teeth. Mm-hmm. And they turned into a delicious sweet tart powder when you got to the center room. <laughs> mm, I can feel my teeth rotting. <laughs> hey, I'm diabetic, everybody. <laughs> my teeth feel dry, but they're wet. <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling when you whenever you drink too much Kool Aid? Yeah, it's <laughs> really, my mom. My mom yeah. goes ham on the sugar. <laughs> She's not paying attention. You're bothering her or whatever, and she's just dumping the sugar in there. Just get the fuck out of here! Did you go the fuck outside? <laughs> Or black folks do that on purpose. <laughs> racist. Um, no, that's not racist. That's true. I've had black people's uh, um, Kool Aid, and it is a bit sweeter. It is delicious. It's great. I mean, I got a massive stomach ache one time because we we had it at work in Charleston. My buddy Met made it. Shout out to you, Met, and uh, <laughs> shout out to Met. Big ups to Met, <laughs> Vincent, Met Riley. 
and um, <laughs> he brought some Kool Aid in. And he said, "He said you're going to have some go juice today," and he poured it for me. And I drank it, and it was the first time I've ever had Kool Aid with consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I could chew it. It was granular. <laughs> Did you put syrup in that? I had to eat it with a spoon. <laughs> There's eight pounds of sugar per per drop. <laughs> it like if it sat too long, it started it started to settle, Sep- separated. <laughs> <laughs> stir it before you poured it in your glass. Make sure you stir that. You put it in something so you can shake it up. <laughs> and, and all the white people at work were so like productive that day, <laughs> flying around doing shit. All the black folks was just another day at the office. There's just. <laughs> <laughs> like that's delicious It's just Kool-Aid like, I, It's not sweet enough for my taste yeah. I prefer purple <laughs> Purple <laughs> I want that purple stuff Raindrops on Oh we still got this Because it's on YouTube Right Yay It's weird that we're not going to have The intro song anymore We'll get it back tied up I doubt strings. You, you realize I'm putting zero effort into getting it back. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> anyway, favorite things. Let's get into it. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? My dick's hard. Um, this past week and then yesterday, one of my favorite things is when regular asshole type people try to clash with very clever stand up comedians. That's great because they think they're clever until they actually meet a clever person. Yeah. Like Martin Shkreli, and if anybody wants a good laugh, look this up on Twitter. Martin Shkreli decided to troll Patton Oswalt for no apparent reason. He apparently said something about Trump. Martin Shkreli is obviously a massive Trump supporter. So Martin Shkreli thought he'd say something. For all of you who don't know, Martin Shkreli is the um, human incarnation of gonorrhea who uh, bought the AIDS drug. He's a walking smirk. He is. He is. He is just... (laughs) Walking, shitting, and grin. He's like a he's like a pox-ridden Cheshire cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so poetic. <laughs> but he decides he decided it would be a good idea to buy the AIDS drug and boost the price eight hundred percent, making himself two hundred million dollars or something, some shit in the process, claiming that he needed to do it to make it profitable. He just did it because he's a cunt. And he wanted to make a lot of money. He even went on a new show to try to explain himself, and nobody was fucking by it, including me. I'm like, you're just a cunt. You're still a cunt. You're even more of a cunt because you actually, in a sense, care what people think. If you were the evil enough or so evil that you just said fuck people, that's actually even a grudging respect because, wow, that guy's really that fucking evil. If, yeah, if you if you own your cuntiness, your, heel, yeah. your, your fucking heel tactics, yeah, what are you going to do? The guy's really good at that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it. And But he decided it would be a good idea to troll Patton Oswalt. And if any of you are not aware of Patton Oswalt, you really need to be aware of Patton If they've Oswalt. listened to this show once, they've... they've they know who Patton Oswalt is. They've at least heard us quote him. And by us, I mean you. <laughs> I think my best, uh, my favorite uh, name he called him was Transdermal Patch Adams. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That was a good one. It's a really good one. Um. You know, just well, see the the thing uh, people think about comedians. They think that anybody anybody can just do that. Any, right? Anybody can just be a comedian. You just stand up there and you talk. Right? Every everybody can do that. But ninety nine percent of the population has a fear of public speaking. Absolutely. And it's like Jerry Seinfeld said: death 
is a like 80% fear of the population. Public speaking is 100%. So that means you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Yeah, so, <laughs> so 99% of people at least have a fear of public speaking, and the half a percent that don't aren't creative enough to do, exactly. write anything funny anyway. Right. So not anybody can do it. Right. So it, that's a dumb thing. And comedians are like fucking – they hate it. That it, It's the most looked down upon – Art Well that And the fact that I think it's one of the most important I've noticed that The real terrible right wingers Are the people who They look down on it For some reason It's okay To Make your living By fucking somebody over Or writing something terrible Or something like that But when you give people joy Like through acting Or music or anything like that You're automatically disqualified As somebody who should be respected See what I'm saying? That yeah. that that has no value to them. Yeah, like they. But being a snarky fucking cunt bag is great. You know, they think that uh, like whenever a celebrity or a comedian or anybody gives their opinion about some, what the fuck? Did they, why why is he giving his opinion? Just make me laugh, monkey. Well, that's basically what, what Martin Scully tried to say to to Patton Oswalt. He called him a limousine. Uh, limousine liberal or some shit Yeah And Patton Oswalt is from Northern Virginia His dad is a Marines colonel I mean he fought his way up to doing that He wasn't born You know And look at him I mean you know He's four foot seven Yes He he, he, all, he, he said it best He said no matter what I do I'm going to look like a bull dyke so, <laughs> <laughs> He said and I own it I don't care He said I've worked on myself And my presence and all that stuff And he's fucking right He has a fucking Dynamite presence He really does And for that fucking idiot To try to challenge Patton Oswalt in, in that forum And not be what, Not even be close To being funny Or clever with him either No let's Let's read some of the better ones Take 27 minutes To look that up I, for I, I won't It won't take that long 33 at all. minutes at least <laughs> Is that how long we've got Take nine hours To look that up I've got nothing to do Today Okay Here we go Let's let's just read. Uh, Pharma douche Martin Shkreli is once again coming out of his troll hole to bait comedians on Twitter, even though it never worked out well for him. Blah blah blah. Let's see. He went after troll Stephen Colbert. Hole. He went after Stephen Colbert. Um, here's what. <clears throat> here's what. Pat Oswalt did to start the whole thing. Just something fairly innocuous. This hashtag Trump can't swim hashtag thing is ridiculous. He can swim, right? That's what he said. <laughs> he started. The, he started that just to That's get it so trending. Right, right. He's like, I can't believe this hashtag Trump can't swim is going on. And he said, Why do people? Why would people be treating hashtag Trump can't swim? Do they think that hashtag is going to take off or something? <laughs> and then here comes Martin Shkreli. And he's saying, Who are you again? Oh, so clever. You got him. And really got uh, and Martin Shkreli and Pat Oswalt said, "Why are you ever Twitter dot com?" Talking about Martin Shkreli and Martin Shkreli said, "The best, D A B E S T." And Pat Oswalt said, "He said, nope. Now run along, live your life, and die wealthy. Yet confused by how empty you feel in those last seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty brutal." Um, it kept going. Somebody said, uh, "At Martin Shkreli, uh, this is at." Dead everything He's the voice of Ratatouille You're the voice of Corporate greed And Martin Scully said He does voices <laughs> Pat Oswalt said Not like the ones in your head Telling you that acquiring it Never creating Is eating your soul But yeah Voices <laughs> <laughs> This pathetic loser Would never be able to go Toe to toe with me And discuss about anything Comedian idiot Never said I was smarter Than you dummy Just said you're boring And soulless <laughs> And he said, same with Colbert. You guys can deliver a joke, but that doesn't make you smart. Plus, I'm funnier. It's called talent. And Patton Oswalt said, dude, 12-year-olds in a Skittle rush control better than you. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> they say laughter is best medicine, but I've never seen one in a clinical trial. Liberal trash bag, limousine liberal. And he says, you got me there, transdermal patch Adams. That was good. <laughs> and um, uh, let's see, how did it end? This is enthralling. Oh, God. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, here, here's how it ended. Here's just how it ended. He said, well, Martin Shkreli, this was enervating. Tell the people you pay to tell you, you you're funny to also assure you that you're one, that you won. Good night. That's, <laughs> that's how we ended it. And that's how you end that, because you can't come back from that. Like, that's that's verbal chess, you know, and or, you know, on text test, whatever, and Shkreli lost, and he's just, he's a piece of shit. And I put, uh, battling one of the best comedians alive is not advisable if you're a smug, evil bastard who everybody wishes, wishes would catch AIDS and die. I mean, because you're going to have nobody rooting for you, other than some cuntbag fucking millionaire who doesn't like Patton Oswalt because he calls him on who they are, too. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. His, his audience is going to be very small, so... You know, that guy. And then there's the whole, and we were, we were going to discuss this, the whole Ann Coulter thing. Mm-hmm. On the uh, roast of Rob Lowe. Yes. Ann Coulter went on there, and the stuff thrown her way was fucking a brutal. It was really bad. Like, it was, I, one, one guy said, um, she's one of the most evil hatchet-faced bitches alive. Jimmy Carr. Yeah. That. And then he said, but things can change, Ann. You could kill yourself. That's what he said. And he's delivered it in such a beautiful British way. And it's awesome. And who else said, uh, Ann, the only people you're going to make happy are the Mexicans who are going to dig your grave. <laughs> so there's that. And then she tried to, and she bombed like really bad. Well, here's the thing that happened. Okay. Tony Hinchcliffe. And uh, Mike, who's the guy? Mike Lawrence. He won Roast Battle. Yeah. Uh, they were writing her jokes for her. And they were like, we're going to, she, she's going to be the best one on this roast. And and we're going to write her like she's like a wrestling heel. Yeah. And the first, first of all, uh, Ann Coulter doesn't know what a roast is. She didn't know that she was going to be the target of any of this stuff. She thought everybody was just going to be giving Rob Lowe shit. Right. And, um. She, I, I think she took it pretty well. She's not a, the type of person that really laughs out loud anyway, I don't think. No, she isn't. So she just kind of sat, sat there and smiled. and but uh, Like Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of Skeletor jokes. There. Yeah, there were. Um, <laughs> but they, Tony Angela said we, we, were gonna, we wrote the best jokes for her. We did the best we could. And she, if she would have delivered what we gave her, people wouldn't. She would have mopped the floor with everybody. Yeah, people wouldn't be talking about how she's such a cunt. They'd say she's a cunt, but boy, did she really tear them a new asshole. Right. But she rewrote everything to center around her plugging her book because she do- she doesn't really know what a roast is. So. Oh, so bad. She's just said things, you know. I, she's one of those people like Martin Shkreli that I don't really wish death upon them, but I wouldn't cry if they died. I'm serious because I, mean, I, I wouldn't cry if almost anybody died. You know There's what like I mean? Seven. People. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I would actually cry. I'm saying I would not be upset. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, as in, wouldn't say even. Oh, that's terrible. We'll be like, ah, yeah. Well, next, who cares? Things happen. Yeah, bye. You know, it's life. Circle of life. You know, hope that Christian hell that you believe in so much is really, really willing to open up the gates for you because here you come. You know, that's she is had said some of the most despicable fucking things I've ever heard in my life, and in America's climate today, she's a hero. That's how bad we've gotten. I'm not going off on that tangent. I'm just saying that's her, and. The fact that she got up there and got smoked like that, I don't feel bad for her. Fuck her. Fuck her right in the fucking ear. Who cares? 
You know, if you're going to be that bad of a person and people are eventually going to call you on it, <clears throat> fuck you. It's like Michael Moore with his far leftism and all that stuff. They're eventually going to call you on that. Be ready. Yeah, and they have. Yeah, and he's responded. You know, he's he's actually not bad at responding to stuff. But I don't know, man. I mean, that is my favorite. Like when you have people that are that are just when they when they're in that bubble when they've got everybody around them who tells them they're so great and they're really awful people and they don't know how awful they are until they run into somebody who's very witty, very clever, and is actually a good person and is willing to fucking kill them. You know, just like you've you've earned every bit of this. It's like the same thing in the movie with John. It it, it is a verbal version of John Wick. <laughs> You're awful people, and you've unleashed this, and now oh that fucking bill is due, and here it fucking cups. You know, that's what makes those movies and this so satisfying because they've asked for every fucking bit of it. I can't believe that her people let her do it. Yeah, I think that. And especially didn't say, hey, listen to the comedians, the guys that do this for a living. Yeah. The guys that write one-liners that tear people down for a living. Let let them write your script and right. go up there and, and do it. Right. Instead of just trying to plug your book and not really – her jokes weren't great. Not oh, even, she bombed. I mean, they, weren't, they weren't good. Well, nobody was going to laugh at her anyway. It wouldn't have mattered unless unless she it was had really, some really good. good shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If well, they, they were, were if, they, if they were as good as they said they were going to be, they would have laughed. Uh, Hinchcliffe said all she needed to do was accept the fact that she was a piece of shit. Yeah, accept that's the a, fact that everybody up there hated her, and then own it. That's and the thing. She it. doesn't. Anna. She doesn't think she's a piece of shit. That's the worst part. People like her and Trump and people like that, they don't really think they're pieces of shit. They've got the Darth Vader syndrome. Well, yeah, I'm evil, but I'm evil for a good reason. I, I've, I've been sent to be this evil to fix something. No, you're just that fucking evil, and nobody fucking likes you, other than people who are evil themselves and can't admit it to themselves. You know, like the, you know, it's like Sean Hannity. He should be embarrassed every time he gets in front of a fucking microphone. <laughs> but he isn't. He thinks he's right. He's a, he's a fucking open racist, just like fucking Limbaugh and the rest of them fuckers. They're all the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all she had, I think all she had to do was uh, laugh at whenever you're getting made fun of. Laugh, laugh at it, me like it's laugh a good openly. One. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> hilarious. Like Bill Burr would do. Ah, <laughs> it's so true. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's all she had to do. I and wish he would have been there. <laughs> I don't think he likes doing ro- does he roasting not? people. I don't think he does. I don't think I've ever seen him on one. No, he's not been on one. Um, yeah, she just had to laugh whenever she was getting made fun of, which was more than anybody else. I mean, everybody else got made fun Zings, of. But, you know. But everybody went after her. Jewel had hard. one of the best ones. Yeah, Jewel, Jewel's, Jewel's when, not bad. When she said, what did she say? As a feminist up here, I can't approve of everything I said. But as somebody that despises Ann Coulter, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually, you know, and that, I love those those roasts, though, when everybody's in on it and everybody's having a good time. That's a favorite thing. When everybody's willing to admit what they are and come to the stage and have fun with it, they're fun. The best ones were the Dean Martin ones. You know, I know it's not our generation, but if you're a fan of old Hollywood and stuff, you know what kind of fucking cunts they were. They were, you know, they were assholes. Most of them were fucking assholes. So to watch those is great. Like, Lucille Ball had one. Oh, it was fucking wonderful. Fucking Don Rickles was there, you know, just smoking each other. Vivian Vance, who was Lucy's, you know, partner for years, they fucking hated each other. And Vivian Vance made no fucking secret of it. You know, just saying, you know, she's she's an awful person. Who, 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 was Vivian Vance on the Lucy show? 
Yes. Oh. She was on I Love Lucy and the Lucy Show and all was the other she stuff. Fred's yes. wife? Yes. Oh, Fred's wife. Oh. Who was a good comedian in her own right, but she was over- overshadowed by Lucy Ball the whole time. You know, and that's just the what way you goes. Do? Big fiery yeah. redhead. Yeah. Who was extremely talented. But, you know, I, those kind of things are great. You know, as far as favorite things otherwise, I'm, I, I, you know, I really haven't thought about much this week. I mean. The Roast Battle show is probably my new favorite thing. The Comedy Central that. Roast Battle. Yeah. I saw a little bit of it. It's it good. Yeah. It's really good. Man. They beat down Ralphie May. Poor Ralphie May. They beat him down bad, uh, but I'm sure he laughed. Mm, he didn't. He didn't like it. This, he, he did not enjoy that. Not really. This. Yeah, well, I the, figure he'd be the first one to laugh. The guy that won it. The guy that won the whole thing, Mike Lawrence. He said because uh, Ralphie's going through a divorce and everything. You can say whatever you want. Everything. You, that's the agreement when you go into the roast battle. And uh, Mike Lawrence had had a joke that was the most brutal thing I've ever heard. He goes, uh, "And if you don't know who Ralphie May is, he's a giant bowling ball of a human." <laughs> He's a pretty good comedian. I like him. I like a lot of his stuff. But Mike Lawrence, he's going through divorce and his kids and all that stuff. And Mike Lawrence said, um, Ralphie, you're going through a divorce. You're going to lose your wife, your kids. The only thing you haven't lost is weight. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Got to tell you, that is pretty rough. Yeah. Ugh, I tell you. Ralphie made <laughs> a rough one. He did one of those laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> well, he, he referred to Ralphie May as a cloud. And then Ralphie May's been, for some reason, had all these jokes about him smelling bad. About yeah. So he had Febreze, and he starts spraying Febreze, <laughs> and he makes himself look like a cloud. <laughs> it just and Mike Lawrence just said, "You're not doing any, yourself any favor. You look even more like a cloud." <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for him. Well, yeah, that's what you sign up for. It's like feeling bad for CM Punk for signing up to go fight somebody in a cage <laughs> in your underwear. You knew what, you knew, you knew the, what the deal was when you went in. Yeah. So. Um, what did I see or do this week that might be on my list? Uh, there's like a, I'm, I was up some road in Jackson County and there was, there's a, there's a road up there called Shart Ridge Road. <laughs> Shart Ridge, I swear to God. I believe you. I don't understand why, if that's somebody's last name. But there, well, that would make it even worse. If it was actually somebody's last name, <laughs> Dan Short. <laughs> Dan Short, turning it long. They call me Big Short. <laughs> Salute your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Salute your shorts. Uh, what else? What else? What else happened? Um, Pro Wrestlers versus Zombie was a terrible movie. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. Except for when Hacksaw Jim Duggan was on the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hacksaw. Like, oh, it's terribly made. Uh, they're in a... The, scene, of, the scenes went on way too long. Yeah, every scene went on way too long. Uh, they and, fake kissed. Like, when, when they were making out, they were kind of fake kissing, like, the people, like, the girl and the guy that's banging. And it, it was Matt Hardy. Yeah. It was Matt Hardy and some chick. Uh, but... Uh, they're in a penitentiary in West Virginia, and it's it's just all outside shots of Moundsville. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, they just use stock footage of Moundsville. Oh, did they? Yeah, nice. And uh, I'm like, where's Hacksaw? Well, once they get inside of there, Hacksaw's been hanging out there. Yeah, Hacksaw's been there for some reason. Like they're all getting on this bus. <laughs> To, <laughs> to go to this so they're playing secret themselves? wrestling show, yeah, it's a secret wrestling show. This is going up. This is going up and up. <laughs> and uh, 
Hacksaw has his has his two by four with a glove on the end of it, and he shakes his <laughs> guy's hand. With I love Hacksaw, man. I do too. But uh, terrible movie. Yeah. God awful. One of the worst I've ever seen. Remember when Hacksaw? Uh, I think it was WCW where they made him a janitor. <laughs> so he was the janitor at every venue. <laughs> Maybe but like remember that, and he would just be in the back, like sweeping up. And yeah, talk to him. <laughs> hey, Hacksaw. <laughs> And they wouldn't even say anything. They just kind of look at him, and he'd be sweeping, <laughs> looking at the camera. You know, wrestling has got you know. <laughs> once you're in the business for so long, and you're trying to figure out things to do. Some shit's just going to fall. You know, like they can't all be Ric Flair's. They can't all be, you know. So, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things: wrestling gimmicks that fail terribly. You know, Prince Iokea. I don't remember him. Yeah, you're right. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about him was he was a cruiserweight champ, and he had a feud with um, <laughs> with uh, oh my god, Chris Jericho. Hacksaw Jim Duggan became the TV champion just by taking the belt out of the trash. <laughs> I remember that. Happened, yeah. <laughs> and he came to the ring. Oh, <laughs> I'm champ now. <laughs> um, no, they they paired him against Chris Jericho. And he called, used to call him Prince Nakamaki. Chris <laughs> Jericho's hilarious. And he used to call it, tell, call it, tell him he was fat all the time. You can't wrestle me. You're overweight. <laughs> so they had Prince Ayake in the back on a bike pedaling, trying to make weight. Chris Jericho was always trying to tempt him with treats. <laughs> and that's when Chris Jericho had his, uh, his director of security, Ralphus. The old guy with the, that said Chris Jericho security on it. He's just some big fat old guy with no teeth. And Chris Jericho would act like he's like walking into the people and they're getting ready to touch him. And Ralph is a grabber and then go like this. <laughs> Do the Matumbo finger. That, yeah, that was the funniest fuck. Chris Jericho was the funniest fucking guy ever on that fucking show. I mean, just his gimmicks when he would call people as Jerichoholics, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, still, he's still good. He's still he's, funny. He's, he's one of those guys who the industry did not ruin. It doesn't seem like it. His, he still he does this thing now where he's like this arrogant, like he, he whenever he became a bad guy, he stopped wearing long trunks and started wearing the tightest, smallest bikini briefs you could possibly get. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he cut his hair and all that stuff, and now he has like douchey, uh, <laughs> douchey facial hair, and he wears a scarf. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. And he, he walks with his hand out like this. See, he gets it. He's one of those guys that, that knows. I remember he. He had a feud with uh, Dean Malenko, easily one of those. Oh, un- that was the best. Cause you- uninteresting wrestler ever. Well, do you remember? I, I do remember this. Dean Malenko, very- was he the man of a thousand holds? Man of a thousand yes. holds. And Dean Malenko was out for a long time. He got injured. And, and but, Jericho. But Jericho kept going with the thing. Kept taunting him. And he said, uh, if he says he's the man of a thousand holds, I'm the man of a thousand and five holds. <laughs> and then he started naming all the holds. They go to commercial. <laughs> they come back from commercial. Number 63, the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Number 64. <laughs> I just it's fucking hilarious. And you called him Dino Machino, <laughs> Stinko Malenko. <laughs> he was, you know, I love those wrestlers that had a, 
had a gimmick that was terrible, but they really stuck to it, like the Disco Inferno. <laughs> 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 he, he was awful. Some fucking Guido they pulled out of fucking Long Island somewhere. He would do that thing, you know, he'd dance, and he, he would carry his gold album to the ring with him. Here's my album! Like, how, many, fucking- how many dancing gimmicks did they have then? They had, well, uh, they had uh, him and Alex, Alex Wright, Wright, the Doss Wunderkind. Yeah, Doss Wunderkind. Then they had he would do the dance. That's Alex Wright there. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Doss Wunderkind, it was Alex Wright. The Wonder Kid. Oh, no Doss shit. Wunderkind. Then they had uh, <laughs> Norman Smiley with the big wiggle. That I love Norman Smiley. <laughs> Screaming Norman Smiley. He did something like this when he'd t- shoot the arrow and then go. <laughs> that was and nobody knew why you know and he was british and it was like who knew, who knew they like, made black british people yeah, well, no, i'm just saying i'm just saying it was like out of right field you heard him talk he's like is he a brit <laughs> and then he became the the hardcore champion screaming norman smiley and they were hitting each other with pillows and jim ross was selling it like they were killing each other <laughs> oh my god those pillows can do some damage <laughs> And then there was uh, the full-blooded Italians, the FBI, yeah, <laughs> who turned, who were at first were the somehow mama. Tracy Smothers got in there. And like, you're not Italian, Tracy Smothers. Was he really in there? Yes, Tracy Smothers. Yes, who wrestles in fucking Marmette? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> whose gimmick was buy my hair, buy my trucks. What the hell? <laughs> 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 Nobody messes with Tracy Smothers' mother. <laughs> um. Fuck! What was I gonna say? We were talking about Jericho. He never really went anywhere when he was like the f- young, fresh baby face. Come on, baby! Until he started being a smartass. Yeah, that, that's he was. He had the lion, lion tamer, and you know it was just a sharpshooter. And he, they were trying to get him. It was a Boston crab. It was, yeah, it was like a super Boston crab. Yeah, he put his knee on the back of the guy's neck. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, but um, then they had a they, he had a feud with uh, I think it was with Bret Hart, wasn't it? Uh, he Wasn't he in WWF for a while? Oh, he left. He went to WWF in 99. Yeah. And He's his, great. His first appearance in WWF was he interrupted The Rock. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, we're just going to push this guy. We're going to strap a rock into this guy's ass too. <laughs> Jericho. Oh, okay. First appearance okay. was when he interrupted The Rock. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah, The Rock was down for it. Oh, absolutely. He's like, yeah, bring him in. This is going to be great. This you know? be hilarious. The Rock is a guy who would sell other guys. You know what I mean? He was... He was Apparently, by all appearances, he's a great fucking guy. Like he wants to help everybody. He's he's willing to come back and wrestle because he said he would, you know, and he does. And he's a star. He doesn't need to do that shit. He's the highest paid man in Hollywood, right? Yeah, now. and he's. But which makes me think he's in a feud with the uh, Fast and the Furious people, uh, especially with one of Vin Diesel. I don't know if that's still going on. Well, but what would you have to do to get in a feud with that guy? You know. With The Rock? Yeah. You have to be a real piece of shit, I imagine. Vin Diesel's always... I never liked him. I mean, I, I he gets on my nerves. I don't you don't like most people. That's bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> it's not true at all. <laughs> I don't like a lot of people, but most people. That's a reach. Let's say most... If most included 40%, <laughs> you might have something. <laughs> I'd say it's more 35. <laughs> 65% of people. No, okay. 60% of people are okay. 5% of people are great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I'm going to, you know. And that's the bottom line. No, it's 
but people are like things, like something creative. You know what I mean? Like, again, Patton Oswalt said it best. He said, you have to understand that like 95% of stuff is going to suck. 5% is where true, the true creativity lies. It's like when you see something great, you know it. You know it right then because it's got that fucking that quality you can't describe. It's it's ethereal. You know, you, you can't really ethereal. I mean, you can't really put a finger on it why it's so great, but it just is. Like um, like Pearl Jam's music, or you know, uh, or a George R. R. Martin book, or you know, a, a Scorsese movie, or you know. Now there are formulas in those things sometimes, but usually it's not even according to the formula that makes it great. You know, here's a there's an article. There's a uh, of like an onion for wrestling news. Yeah, so one of my friends shared this. Uh, Shared this post last night. Uh, CM Punk puts over developmental talent Mickey Gall. <laughs> Longtime sports entertainer CM Punk, having already achieved numerous championships and accolades in his career tonight, successfully put over developmental talent UFC talent Mickey Gall. Although Punk would, of course, easily destroy Gall in a legitimate fight, he graciously tapped out to Gall in the first round of the stage spectacle at UFC 203 by deliberately losing the quote unquote fight. Uh, Punk has passed the proverbial torch to a new generation of UFC workers, such as Gall, who aspire to get called up from the so-called developmental ranks to the main UFC roster. <laughs> Much like Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, and the Headbangers, Punk is expected to periodically reappear in the UFC to help push the, a new rookie into the spotlight. Punk's next scheduled uh, is next scheduled to be a, lo- a losing effort against Zack Saber Jr. in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> <laughs> the Headbangers still come back. They came back a few weeks ago. Did they? Yes. They were odd. They were the headbangers are back. They came back a couple weeks ago. Did they do the spit thing thing. in the ring? I don't think so. They were just weird. I loved them. I mean, I didn't think they were bad. I thought they were good, but I just think they were strange. You know, because they were kind of like a Road Warriors slash Rock and Roll Express slash. Yeah. I don't know. There was, it was just like kind of like weird things. Well, kind of like they were. They reminded me a lot of the Bushwhackers. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Bush Luke and yeah. who's the other guy? Luke and Butch. Yeah. <laughs> did Luke and Bush? Did they not like lick dudes? Like they yeah, they, they licked each they other's face. And that's what they. Okay. It's fucking weird. <laughs> A couple of crazy Australians. Were they even really Australian? They were New Zealand. They were from New Zealand. Yeah. Sound fucking like Kiwis. A, sound like a evil version of our accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. I recently watched, rewatched the uh, Fly of the Concords where Jermaine got drunk and slept with an Australian girl <laughs> and it caused quite the kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up, he sits up and it's a poster behind him of that giant stupid rock in Australia, the big red one, the Aborigines, you know, and there's like a didgeridoo music playing. <laughs> <laughs> looks around, there's a minute work poster right there. <laughs> He looks over, there's a stuffed koala bear. <laughs> Finally, he looks down, and the bedspread is an Australian flag. <laughs> freaking out. Gets up and, like, he calls Brett, Brett, I, I think I stripped up an Australian girl last night. Are you sure she's Australian? She's either Australian or she really likes Australia. Then <laughs> 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 they're discussing it. Couldn't you tell she was Australian? Well, did she look Australian? Well, yeah, maybe in the face some, but not bodily. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't remember. And then her name was Keitha. It's like Keith with an A at the end. <laughs> and then she was describing her family history. My grandpa was a renowned rapist. 
and he met my grandma when I met say Meta. He raped her. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> it was the best fucking episode because she called for one thing. She called Jermaine Sweetcocks. <laughs> Brett, whatever your name is, Sweetcocks. <laughs> it was great. That's that's just a great show. And it is. That's one of my favorite things. Is two seasons of just brilliance. You know. They're supposed to do something else with HBO. It wasn't going to be Flight of the Concords, but I thought they were supposed to do something else. Well, Jermaine did quite a few movies, and he was really good. Like, he did... Uh, I never got to see Gentleman Broncos, but I heard it was fucking great. It's about this kid who writes this science fiction story in high school, and this struggling science fiction writer who's a legend, but he hasn't written anything worth a shit in years, steals his book and just changes the names and slightly tweaks the story. And he has this horrible American accent, but it's kind of like, ah, it's just, but it's fucking hilarious. Like, I just, and it's Jared Hess directed it, the guy who directed Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. So it's got that weird, you know, 1980s, but it's not type vibe, you know. <clears throat> that vampire movie he did was rather funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, what We what Do we in do the, the Shadows. Yeah. It's really funny. Jared Hess directed that? Oh, I have no idea. No, it's Jermaine's uh, in it. Uh, Jermaine's in it. Yeah. Okay. I love him. He's great. He's he's a Maori. He's part Maori. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> I recently uncovered another uh, uh, movie gem. There was a movie in the eighties made uh, starring one Matt Adler and Matt Adler and Mia Nia Peoples. Mia Peoples. She's fucking hot as shit. She's man. naked in that. I bet. No, but I got to tell you. For a 1980s girl, she was really in fucking shape, like muscular. You know what I mean? And she's actually, I think she actually is native Hawaiian. We should be able to look that one up. But it's called North Shore about this kid who he's from Arizona and he wins a surfing championship and he goes out to the North Shore in Hawaii to try to try his hand at being a surfer. And on its surface, it looks fucking stupid. You know what I mean? It's like it's going to be an 80s movie. There's this, there's this. And the performances aren't great, whatever. But it's actually a really good movie because it's. It's got all the things you need. Like he meets this, he runs in, he runs afoul of the local tribe called the Hui, who are d- descended from uh, Hawaiian kings, and actually gives you some Hawaiian history in it and stuff, which is kind of neat. And then um, it, they discuss the, they go into the fact that why Hawaiians don't like mainlanders, and that you know, just like Native Americans, got a legitimate beef. He took our fucking home from us, and now you're going to come here and surf. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That's basically what they, what their ideas are. They don't like white people and they, as they shouldn't, you know? And, um, but there's this one guy, Chandler, who's a shaper. He shapes surfboards and they actually te- show how he shapes a surfboard, which was kind of neat. I'm like, I don't know what I'm ever going to do with this, <laughs> but that's fucking neat. You know? <laughs> it's Cause he's like, he's like, you find the shape and you do this. And, but, and I was like, that's kind of neat to know. And, uh, he teaches them how to surf like the ancient Hawaiians did with a giant surfboard made out of koa wood and all kinds of stuff. Really neat. And at the end, he gets in the surf championship against this guy, Lance uh, something. You know, he's the, the uh, he's just the the intellectual comparison to him and William Zobka from fucking Karate Kid. It's basically Karate Kid involving fucking surfboards. That's what it is. Every movie was that in the yeah, 80s, but it's though. fucking great because that's a great formula. Any of those ski movies, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the surfing movies yeah. or ski movies or uh, or mountain skiing movies. You know. Um, 
Yeah. Baseball movies, maybe. Base- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, baseball's more of a it's a team. Kevin thing. Costner. Thing. You have a bunch of misfits <laughs> come in. That oh, they're not good, but they put them together and oh, they're a great team. You know, there's that. Or the like the bad news bears. You put them together, and they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're the <laughs> they show needs baseball really teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was good, and um, you know, it, it had a. It was just a. It's a good little movie. I liked it, you know, and I bought it. I paid twelve bucks for it, you know, and um, I don't know. I like movies that are off the beaten path. That you know, especially that one was not a box office success or anything. I mean, it, never even heard of it. What's the, the name of it again? North Shore Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Surf Ninjas kick back. <laughs> Surf Ninjas Two: The Ninja <laughs> Sidekicks. I loved Sidekicks. <sighs> Leslie, Nielsen, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was in Surf Ninjas. Leslie Nielsen was in Surf Ninjas. Yeah, he was the bad wow. guy. Wow! I recently saw an animated movie that had Sean Connery's name on it. Oh, at oh. Family Dollar. That's weird. Really? That looked like the cover. Looked like I drew it. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, Mister Connery, mm. really hit the skid since a League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen, haven't you? That was a lump of shit movie. I've heard. I've never watched it. Well, sure. No, I've never watched that. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, never watched that either. Surf Ninjas. I probably watched it when I was a child. I don't know. It had uh, when I was but a boy. It was his name, uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> and it, Rob uh, Schneider is. It's like a super redhead. What? He has like fire red hair in it. That's weird. He'd always he'd always be out there waxing a surfboard. He didn't know how to surf, <laughs> but he always had a surfboard <laughs> with him, and he'd sit up on the beach and just wax a surfboard the whole time. Surfing culture's weird. It's not weird. It's just unique. You know, because they're kind of like, they're kind of like environmentalists, but then they like to get drunk and party too. You know what I mean? It's very. Well, environmentalists can't get drunk and party? No, they can't. <laughs> like I agree. Stay. Fuck them. No fun for you. Save the earth, assholes. Yeah, hug a tree. <laughs> Don't hug that whiskey bottle. Yeah. And you got a subreddit, sir. Yes, sir. Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. Slash Sacrilicious 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 I must see this <laughs> We just uh, <laughs> 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 A whole bunch of like nuns and stuff Oh, this is fantastic. Go back up. Which one? Go in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those nuns had some milky num nums. <laughs> she got some milky slap around. <laughs> 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 the one right below her is one of. There. Holy is. shit. Like, I don't. This is some... Okay, it's just because she has a cross on her neck. Fantastic. That's r slash sacrilicious, you bastards. Go check it out. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. 
It also has one of my favorite gifts of all time. Well, we have to see that. We have to see that. We need to see that this right one. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think I've seen that on a shirt somewhere. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, what a world. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anybody? I think we can call this an episode. I'm tired and I want to take a nap. Good call. Got about an hour and a half in. I've lost my soundboard, my will to live. I think we did enough damage. I think we did well. I think it's pretty good. Had yeah. some yucks. <clears throat> some yucks. We made some laughy laughs. We found out my strategy in dealing with solicitors in front of stores. <laughs> we learned a lot today. Ghost the fuck out of them. <laughs> Ghost that kid. Poor eight-year-old man. <laughs> fuck that kid. <laughs> Ghost that Girl Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Sorry that the soundboard's gone and we don't have any more theme songs. So probably just be coming into the same song every week. Uh, One of my songs. Or maybe we'll change it up. Maybe we'll stop. Maybe we'll, I don't know. Who does? Who cares? You guys don't care. <laughs> why am I? Why am I emoting this out loud? Nobody cares. Yes, I'm still working. Why am I doing that? <laughs> why am I doing that? <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, explain to them what we do here. Um, tell your moms I'm gonna fucking mash their beavers up with my cock spear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Elena will be back next week to get to rein us in a little bit. I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, if she listens to this, she probably won't come back. <laughs> You're like, wow, that took the piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. And go forth and fuck yourselves. Fuck yourselves.